This is Jason Holleran. I proudly served for 33 years, culminating as the Deputy Commandant at West Point. Put this on your calendar. World War II weekend inside Old Bethpage Village Restoration on Long Island. Scores of operational vintage armor in formation May 18th and 19th. Nassau County Executive Bruce Blakeman invites you to join him in saluting America's greatest generation and all those who have worn the uniform in defense of our freedoms. That's May 18th and 19th, presented by the Museum of American Armor. The Rooster for your morning. All the news you need to know. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. Welcome to the 77 WABC Early News. I'm Deborah Valentine with your news, sports, business, traffic, and weather. Here's everything you need to know. The top five at five. The Department of Education, we will forgive $10,000 in outstanding federal student loans. The legality of President Biden forgiving student loan payments for some in question. The wife of an off-duty cop attacked in the Bronx, pleading with the criminal justice system to keep her husband's alleged attackers behind bars. More busloads of migrants arrive from Texas as the feud between New York City's mayor and the Texas governor escalates. New whistleblower reports out about the FBI allegedly bearing an investigation into criminality on Hunter Biden's abandoned laptop. A protest against congestion pricing as for high as uh, four hired drivers, rather, fearing for their livelihood, want exemptions to the added fees. President Joe Biden Wednesday announced the elimination of $300 billion in student debt or $10,000 in federal student loans for some 40 million students with incomes below $125,000 a year. Furthermore, the president is canceling an additional $10,000 for those who received federal Pell Grants to attend college. I will never apologize for helping Americans working, working Americans middle class, especially not to the same folks who voted for a $2 trillion tax cut that mainly benefited the wealthiest Americans and the biggest corporations that slowed the economy, didn't do a hell of a lot for economic growth, and wasn't paid for and racked up this enormous deficit. Republicans quickly denounced the plan. Legal challenges are expected. The wife of an off-duty NYPD cop hospitalized with a fractured skull following an unprovoked attack in the Bronx Tuesday, pleading with authorities to punish those involved and ensure they are not released on bail. The woman's husband, 48-year-old officer Mohammed Chowdhury, remains hospitalized at Jacoby after being jumped from behind while jogging, beaten and robbed. His wife is Nadira Sharon, and she spoke to the New York Post on Wednesday. His nephew, Janagir Ahmed, also spoke to ABC7. It's a shock. Like, we never expected this to happen around this area. And right where it happened, I go to high school there. And police said the cops' mugging matched a pattern of 19 robberies in New York City since August 1st. Five more busloads of migrants who crossed the southern border from Mexico into Texas reached New York City yesterday. Texas Governor Greg Abbott escalated his feud with City Mayor Adams with a victory lap op-ed in the New York Post as he continues to send migrants to Democratic cities. In this op-ed, Abbott accused Adams of hypocrisy when it comes to his border policies, criticizing Adams for asking for federal help to deal with the migrants. Former Governor George Pataki on Fox News. 
I think uh, Governor Abbott's doing what is exactly right, calling attention to the problem, showing the hypocrisy of cities like Washington and New York that are so open about how they love illegal immigrants until they actually show up. So uh, it's finally the chickens coming home to roost. We should be down in Washington every minute calling on the Biden administration to stop this inhumane uh, pr- uh, policy. The Texas governor is trying to antagonize the president over his lax border security policies. Well, the FBI deliberately dragged its feet on the Hunter Biden investigation and told agents not to look into the the, uh, Hunter Biden laptop, according to new whistleblowers who spoke with Senator Ron Johnson. Johnson, a Republican out of Wisconsin, sent a letter to DOJ Inspector General Michael Horowitz Tuesday detailing the new whistleblower claims. Johnson's demanding Horowitz look into the FBI's handling of the Hunter Biden laptop. Johnson on Fox Business last week. The laptop is a treasure trove of inf- information, you know, photographs with the, uh, Joe Biden, with the Hunter Biden's uh, business uh, associates, voice voicemails from Joe Biden. No, it's clear that Biden was lying through his teeth to the American public, but the complicit and corrupt media continued to cover up for him. The new claims come after whistleblower allegations emerged in July. A protest held Wednesday against the MTA's controversial congestion pricing plan. Yellow cab drivers, along with Lyft and Uber drivers, protested, calling for exemptions to congestion pricing, which means an added 9 to $23 charge to drive south of 60th Street. Drivers say it would destroy their jobs. We are so proud to serve the city of New York, to take people to work, to take children to school. But how can we do that if all the responsibility is laid on our back? The MTA is holding public hearings starting today on congestion pricing. Virtually, they start at 5 p.m. Well, President Joe Biden said he had absolutely no advance warning of the FBI's raid of former President Trump's home in Palm Beach, Florida, Mar-a-Lago. After announcing his student loan forgiveness plan, Biden was asked if he received a heads up before the FBI's raid at Mar-a-Lago. Mr. President, how much advance notice did you have of the FBI's plan to search Mar-a-Lago? I didn't have any advance notice. None. Zero. Not one single bit. The White House has repeatedly denied any prior knowledge of plans for the August 8th search of the ex-president's residence. FBI agents retrieved 11 boxes of documents and a judge rules today on whether the affidavit related to the search warrant can be released. Well, shortly after that FBI raid at President Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate, Pennsylvania Congressman Scott Perry had his cell phone seized by the feds. Perry says in a new lawsuit that the U.S. Constitution's speech and debate clause, attorney-client privilege and other applicable privileges and protections prohibit federal agents from scouring his confiscated self for any potentially incriminating evidence about former President Trump's efforts to overturn the 2020 election. Perry on Newsmax last week. Every single American needs to be looking at this point, unfortunately, over their shoulder because the federal government is coming for them. Every single little thing that you might have done, we're, unfortunately, we're now at the place where it was, it was said in the past, you show me the man, I'll show you the crime. Mm. That seems to be the American we live in exactly. right now. Yeah. The Pennsylvania Republican is one of the half dozen MAGA House lawmakers who have refused to cooperate with the January 6th Selects Committee's ongoing investigation into that deadly siege at the U.S. Capitol. 
A first lady, Jill Biden, has for the second time tested positive for COVID-19. President Joe Biden continues to test negative, however, according to the White House. The president also suffered a rebound case earlier this month after an initial recovery from the virus. Hey, folks, Joe Biden here. Tested positive this morning. Going to be working from home for the next couple of days. Uh, and feeling fine. Everything's good. But the commander and I got a little work to do. <laughs> Commander, his dog, Biden's deputy communications director, Kelsey Donahue, said the first lady has experienced no reemergence of symptoms. The 71-year-old Jill Biden and the president have been twice vaccinated and twice boosted. Far-right Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene was swatted early Wednesday in a prank that police say was due to her views on transgender rights. Debbie Burnett, the assistant chief of police in Rome, Georgia, said the department was contacted early Wednesday with a report of a subject being shot multiple times at a local address. The suspect, who was speaking through a computer-generated voice, then called back and said they were upset about Mrs. Green's political views on transgender youth rights, according to police. Green appeared on Newsmax. So this person that made this phone call, intentionally wanted me to be killed by police officers um, because they are, are based, it's like political terrorism. They hate my views and they hate the legislation that I introduced last week, the Protect Children's Innocence Act. The incident remains an active investigation. Swatting is a dangerous prank where somebody calls in a false threat to authority saying they need to get to the intended target's home right away. Police tend to arrive within a heavily armed response or a SWAT team, and the FBI has publicly condemned such swatting pranks. The prank, they say, can be an extreme waste of funds and dangerous. A recent report from Mother Jones noted how Florida Governor Ron DeSantis helped at least 25 candidates win their primaries Tuesday night. The news outlet reported on the governor's education tour in which he endorsed 30 candidates throughout Florida for school board races running on an anti-woke campaign. DeSantis on Fox News. We've done issues that people uh, across the spectrum have been able to agree with, and that's really what it's all about. It's not hating the other side. It's trying to have policies that a majority can agree with. In Sarasota, the school board was flipped from liberal to conservative. Moms for Liberty has about 100,000 members in 38 states, is against critical race theory and transgender rights. Russian forces Wednesday launched yet another rocket attack, this one on a Ukrainian train station on the embattled country's Independence Day, killing 22 people. This deadly rocket attack comes after President Vladimir Zelensky warned for days that Moscow might attempt something particularly cruel this week. That lethal attack took place in Shoplane, which is a town of about 3,500 people. Around the national holiday that commemorates Ukraine's declaration of independence from the Soviet Union in 1991. Wednesday also marked the six-month point in the war. Russia's invasion began back on February 24th. Possible progress in the revival of the Iranian nuclear deal. Former President Donald Trump withdrew the U.S. from it in 2018. New developments, including stepped-up public messaging campaigns by both Tehran and Washington, D.C., suggest that an agreement could possibly be near. 77 WABC time check, 515. 
Let's head over to Justin Ella for a look at sports. Let's do it, Deb. I am Justin Ella here with the early news sports update. We'll start with a little bit of golf today out on the links. Big news coming out of the PGA Tour as Commissioner Jay Monahan announced yesterday that the game's top players are now committing to compete in at least 20 events starting next season, including 12 elevated tournaments that will average purses of $20 million. The players' commitment comes on the heels of a players-only meeting that Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy hosted last week in an effort to rally the top players around the PGA Tour during its ongoing fight against the rival LIV Golf Circuit. In essence, this means the world's best will play much more often together and for much more money. On the heels of that, Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy promptly followed up that news as they announced the launch of a tech-infused golf league in partnership with the Tour that will have players competing on six three-man teams in 15 regular season matches and a playoff starting in January 2024. The new league, dubbed TGL, will feature two-hour, 18-hole matches on a virtual course. The matches will take place in prime time on Monday nights in a custom-made venue in a yet-to-be-determined location. So we're looking forward to that in 2024. Looking ahead to action this evening, as there was no action on the diamond last night between the Yankees and Mets. They'll both get back at it this evening. The Yanks open up for a four-game set in Oakland against the A's tonight at 9.40 p.m. Eastern. New York has yet to name a starter going up against Oakland's James Capriland. As for the Mets, it's Jacob DeGrande in Queens as the Orange and Blue get set to welcome in the Colorado Rockies for their own four-game four game weekend set. First pitch is set for 7.10 p.m. Eastern. Colorado's Ryan Feltner set to go up against DeGrom. On the gridiron, it'll be the Giants and Jets battling for bragging rights this Sunday afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern. The preseason matchup will wrap up the preseason schedule for both teams before they get set to open the regular season on September 11th. For more sports content, follow 77 WABC Sports on Instagram and Twitter. Here with the early news sports update, I'm Justin Ellick on 77 WABC. All right, thanks, Justin. Let's head over now to Lou Dobbs with your financial report. This is the 77 WABC Lou Dobbs Financial Report. I'm Lou Dobbs. Stocks move slightly higher ahead of today's Fed retreat. Inflation-friendly retailers reporting earnings today and all eyes on Jackson Hole. Wall Street faces a losing week despite stocks rising slightly yesterday. Both the Dow Jones Industrial Average and the S&P 500 just avoided what would have been a four-day decline. Discount retail earnings today with Dollar General and Dollar Tree reporting. Consensus revenue estimates for Dollar General positive. Wall Street is targeting a 9% yearly increase. Meanwhile, Dollar Tree looks to continue its impressive run of earnings. The company has beat earnings estimates the past four quarters, while Dollar Tree stock is down 4% for the month. Inflation has historically favored the budget retailer, the sector up 20% for the year. The Federal Reserve's annual three-day conference in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, starts today. Investors already looking ahead to tomorrow when Fed Chair Jerome Powell will deliver his comments and likely provide insight to future rate hikes. Wall Street has been back and forth on what the next monetary policy move will be. Please join me several times each weekday right here on 77 WABC. This is the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Keep listening for more to 77 WABC for the Lou Dobbs Financial Report. Checking futures this morning. The Dow's up 197 points at 33,155. S&P 500 up 34 and a half. NASDAQ's climbed 126 and three quarter points. Gold's up $15.20 an ounce. Crude oil up 18 cents a barrel at $95.13. The WABC Early News. 77 WABC Time Check 520. Deborah Valentine with your 77 WABC Early News. 
Well, hearings virtually begin tonight about the MTA's plans to implement congestion pricing later next year here in New York City. And the 77 WABC Early News chatted with a trustee for the Murray Hill Neighborhood Alliance. And we have that interview coming up at 550. They surveyed New York City residents about their opinions on congestion pricing. So that coming up at 550. Well, are you looking to save money on your back to school shopping? Here's 77 WABC's Bob Brown. New Jersey's planning a back-to-school sales tax holiday. The tax break includes school supplies, laptops, and athletic equipment. Beginning Saturday, families won't have to pay the 6.5% tax on items through September 5th. The tax break applies for both online and in-store sales. Clothing and shoes are already exempt from sales tax in New Jersey. I'm Bob Brown for the 77 WABC Early News. Strategies to combat gun violence brought together federal, state, and local authorities to lower Manhattan. Yesterday, New York City Mayor Eric Adams, ATF Director Steve Dettelbach took part in New York Governor Kathy Hochul's Interstate Task Force on Illegal Guns. It includes officials from nine states. Here's New York's Governor Hochul. That's five times more guns seized in this last year than they did back in 2020, 2001, and more than we did in 2010. Hochul there saying that more than 6,000 weapons have been seized statewide because of the task force. And Mayor Adams says the NYPD has taken more than 4,700 guns off the streets in the five boroughs so far this year. Police have made a fourth arrest now in that deadly attack on a taxi cab driver in Queens. This fourth suspect identified as a 13-year-old female arrested Tuesday. She's now facing gang assault and theft of service charges. Authorities say the teen allegedly took part in that attack that killed 52-year-old cabbie Kooten Gaima back on August 13th. Here's his widow on the night of the attack. I have no words to describe him. He was a good man. He was a good, good man. The suspects accused of refusing to pay their fare and knocking Gaima to the ground where he fatally struck his head. Two 20-year-old men and a 15-year-old teen were previously charged in connection with that fatal attack. Well, new data that's been released by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Tuesday shows that New York experienced the largest drop in life expectancy throughout the nation in 2020. The life expectancy for New Yorkers dropped by 3% from an average of 80.7 years in 2019 to 77.7 years in 2020, according to the CDC's new National Vital Statistics report. The decline mostly blamed on the viral pandemic. Dr. Peter Michalos spoke about it on Cats at Night, hosted by Dr. 77 Pat- WABC owner and operator John Katsimatidis. Dr. Patrick uh, Kakora at the Mailman Public School of Health at Columbia University basically said what happened uh, was COVID obviously had a big impact on life expectancy, but we've also seen a major hit with the drug overdoses and fentanyl that are coming through the mail and through the border, and there are thousands of deaths now every month in the United States On the opposite side of the spectrum, Hawaii saw the smallest decline in life expectancy in 2020, just 0.2% from 80.9 years to 80.7 years. In 2020, the Empire State placed 15th nationwide for life expectancy, and Hawaii came in first regarding where people live the longest, about 80.7 years, while Mississippi ranked last with a 71.9 average. Property tax relief for some New Yorkers. City Mayor Adams has signed legislation to provide a one-time 
property tax rebate of up to $150 to hundreds of thousands of eligible New York homeowners. The bill was passed by the New York City Council earlier this month. Here's Mayor Adams. I think far too often we forget about our uh, middle-income homeowners and even low-income homeowners that are trying to eke out a living every day in the city as a city and country is becoming more and more expensive. Intro 600 was co-sponsored by New York City Council Speaker Adrian Adams, City Council and Finance Committee Chair Justin Brannan, City Council Member Kalman Yeager, and long championed by City Council Minority Leader Joe Borelli. It'll implement a state-authorizing law allowing the city to provide a rebate of real property taxes for eligible properties on fiscal year 2022 property taxes. The rebate would be the lesser of $150 or the amount of the property's fiscal year 2022 real estate tax liability. New York City Congresswoman Carolyn Maloney said misogyny was partly to blame for her loss to Representative Jerry Nadler in a heated Democratic House primary Tuesday night. They were forced to compete against each other for a single seat because of a court-mandated redistricting plan. In addressing a crowd of supporters, Maloney argued that the 12th Congressional District would lose out because it's no longer represented by a woman. I have called Congressman Nadler to congratulate him on his victory. He is a distinguished member of Congress. I share his progressive values, and I wish him every success. Maloney gave a shout-out to great female New Yorkers like Shirley Chisholm, Geraldine Ferraro, who fought sexist systems and misogyny. That continues today, she said, as we know from my own campaign. Nadler easily bested Maloney with 99% of the vote counted. He received 55.4% compared to Maloney's 24.4%. Former New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio has reportedly found a new job. De Blasio is headed to Harvard this fall as a teaching fellow at the university's schools of government and public health. De Blasio, of course, a Democrat who served as mayor from 2014 to 2021, will teach classes on leadership and public service. Kim Janney, the former acting mayor of Boston, will also serve as a fellow at the public health school. And de Blasio said he looks forward to teaching a new generation of leaders and activists. Well, on this day in history, one famous country singer was born. 77 WABC's Jack on Carl is the story. On this day in 1961, Billy Ray Cyrus is born in Flatwoods, Kentucky. The achy, breaky heart singer is also the father to his even more famous daughter. I came in like a Singer and star of the hit show Hannah Montana, Miley Cyrus. For 77 WABC Early News, I'm Jacqueline Carl. 77 WABC Time Check 529. If you missed the top five at five and other news, be sure to check it out on our website at WABCradio.com. It's the WABC Early News on 77 WABC. 
This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 